for club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it full of psychopaths who believe in eugenics it's an evil club and you ain't in it self echoing i think we're going to make this happen all right and for the very first time episode 9 and yes we didn't try this a bunch of you know quite a few times <laughs> Not at all. All, all right, right, my friend. How are you? <laughs> well, I feel like I'm 105 and I celebrated my 105th birthday. I'm fucking beat the sh- hell up and I don't know why, but um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> well, we don't have to necessarily do a marathon tonight like we normally do. So let me know if you're exhausted and you got to go. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm just, good. yeah. I don't know why, man. I feel like I'm just beat up. But, um, so you're you getting old, up. Tony. What's that? You're getting old, Tony. I am. I mean, I am. I feel my age today. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I'm getting old, too. I'm too old to start over. I'm, get, yeah. I'm starting over with a new baby, man. Yikes. Anyways, uh, Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast. This is episode number nine. And this is going to probably be the first episode of a series that we're going to have to do because, like, I tried to do some research on this and I got, I barely scratched the surface, man. I've probably got like a dozen articles here and I've read too much and I've watched hours of video from the World Economic Forum and all this other dog shit. And, uh, and I've watched a lot of the Ice Age Farmer, and I've tried to watch as much, you know, James Corbett, and trying to, and I feel like I'm not going to do it enough justice. So at the end of this, I'm just going to say, go check out the Ice Age Farmer, go check out James Corbett, go look at like go s- listen to Whitney Webb, listen to people s- much smarter than me. But if you've never heard this stuff, we're going to talk about some food shortages and supply shortages. Yeah, definitely good advice to always check out your own research and come to your own conclusions. Mm-hmm. Um, find, yeah, there's just so much resources and we need to keep in communication with each other. So what do you got? Uh, some stuff. So we'll, we'll get started, I guess. But first I wanted to say, I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Blood of the Brave. Uh, They're an awesome band. I heard them on uh, Media Monarchy. They had the Truth song, and uh, their song is called Menace to Eugenics, and it's it's fucking badass. And I, I, yeah, I I messaged them on Instagram. They were really friendly, really cool, and they said, go ahead. So they, we used a little snippet. That's our intro. There's a little snippet from the beginning of their song, and it's pretty badass. So thank you guys. You guys fucking rock. Yes. So want to get that out of the way? Go check them out. Go buy their album. Now, let's talk about food, or lack thereof. All right. Let's get into it. So let me see. How do I even want to start this? Um, so I separate it into a bunch of different categories. And... Like, so section one was goods, and I didn't even get to that, man. Section two was food, and I had uh, that has the most articles in it. And then 
money collapse. I had some of that. Then stuff about animals, uh, tracing, uh, tracking and tracing, and then forced vaccinations and uh, incentives. But yeah, so I don't, I don't know, man. I don't even know how we're going to do this, but we're going to do it. Um, oh. Let's see. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay, so the first article I want to bring up was this was about Impossible Burger. Okay, so okay. Impossible Burger. Um, everybody should know what it is, and I call it Imposter Burger. It is a really terrible, terrible, uh, fake piece of shit. Basically, it's soy left. A mo, lethmo globulin. In 2019, the FDA approved uh, this soy lethmo globulin. Um, let's see here. Have you had one yet? I am going to try to never eat one in my entire life. If I if I can, <laughs> have you tried one? No, no. I think that's a really good goal. I am going to do my very best never to do this. So it says impossible uh, foods, meatless burgers contain a substantial amount of genetically engineered soy. And I am going to butcher this word again. Left hobgoblin is what I'm going to call it, which uh, humans have never before consumed. The FDA approved the soy left hobgoblin in 2019, prompting the Center for Food Safety or the CFS to uh, file a lawsuit challenging the approval. Uh, they said it was unusually rapid and risky for public health. Health. So the CFS, again, they are the Center for Food Safety, uh, points out that this, uh, this soy uh, hobgoblin is produced by using synthetic biology and genetic engineer on steroids, which constructs new biological parts, devices, and systems that do not exist in the natural world. Impossible Foods, it says, uh, rat studies was, it was not large or long enough to meet the minimum FDA requirements, like the FDA is like the gold standard or something. Uh, yet, it still showed some concerning health risks, including the disruption of reproductive cycles, and many big, uh, many tech, many tech bigwigs are invested in these fake meat products, um, which they plan to peddle to feed to the masses. But these are highly processed junk food, and are a disaster for the, both human health and for the environment. So, uh, pretty much, dude. Like, if you look into it, Bill Gates has put sunk billions into. Uh, this fake meat. This is like what they're really bankrolling on. Yeah, the um, reproduction issue it keeps on coming up. That's a theme that's um, just always present, it seems like. Isn't it's it, also, though? <laughs> yeah, it's also really interesting that it, I didn't know that it wasn't even something that existed in nature before this. I just thought it was something that like was there that we're just not supposed to eat, but that puts a whole new light on it. It's really, we're definitely becoming fond. Like, at some point, like, when you look at the way that we raise animals and we raise cows and we feed them corn and they're not supposed to eat corn and they have all these health issues, 
but it doesn't matter because we just kill them and you know process the meats and sell them really cheap and that's mm-hmm. the business model and now they're just expanding that business model to include us so well that's the whole thing dude i i read something really interesting so i this is gonna throw us off topic and that's okay but so reading this because i'll, I'll go a little bit further into it it was saying that um this left hobgoblin is a protein that carries hem an iron containing molecule and let's see here anyways essentially man you kind of become what you eat right and so it's we are becoming the gmo we are becoming the, the genetically modified organism and i i heard someone trying to explain now this sounds crazy right totally crazy but um the court has so like until like the 1970s i think it was impossible for you to patent uh, any genes that were that were uh, that had life at all, right? So the first one I think was some sort of fucking algae, right, or some sort of like mold that they were like trying to engineer or fungus, right? I believe and, GE has a patent, the first patent. But I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't, man, I I wish I had brushed up on this. Uh, but long story short, the court first of all said no you can't do that like we don't let you you know we we don't let people patent life you can't like patent something and then he they came back with okay but this doesn't naturally occur in nature because we've modified it and so in this crazy turn of events the court said okay fine and it set a precedent now that they could start basically they could take any gene and just mess with it a little bit and then they could patent it right and so that's why they own like almost every seed in the the fucking world is owned by monsanto right which is now bear like they own all these different seeds they basically own life right and that's how that one company was able to like take uh, uh the gene that if you have this there's like a 98 percent chance that you're gonna get breast cancer Right, they had they owned that and patented that gene because they played with it a little bit and they called it theirs. So that like, if you wanted to work on breast cancer, you had to pay these guys money. You had to pay them royalties to work on it. So it like slowed down and shut down uh, research into fighting breast cancer by decades because these greedy bastards. Right. Uh. So. This guy was basically making the case, and I was like, oh, sure. He was basically making the case that that what they're doing to us by rewriting our mRNA is modifying us just enough so that we could actually be patented and owned. (laughs) And I was like, damn. (laughs) Oh, dude, that, I mean, that makes a sort of um, twisted sense. I mean, it's sci-fi. It is crazy. It's sci-fi as fuck, man. It's Black Mirror stuff, but maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, like, okay, after this last year, I'm not, like, I can't rule anything out anymore. I can't just be no. like, oh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> like, that's not a thing that you can do in 20-fucking-21. Dude, what sounds crazy is a month away from being, like, 
I, I'm telling you, every single time I bring up something totally nuts and out of the thing, and then I tell somebody, they're like, that's nuts. Two weeks later, there's an article about it, and I show it to them. And then p- instead of people going, man, you were right, they're like, yeah, of course. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, You called me crazy two weeks ago. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing coming out now with like, oh, yeah, we think that COVID came from a lab, and that's perfectly acceptable to say now, but fucking a year ago like a year ago when I was saying this shit it you know I was a you would get censored and thrown off the internet but now yeah so so yeah I think that there might be something to that um, pattern in people if you can modify people and then have some kind of legal dominion over them oh my god this is this is getting really like weirdly satanic or something. Yeah, it's almost like the world is run by Luciferian cults that like death cults <laughs> that want to molest children, drink their blood, and kill everyone. Huh. I mean, I don't think that they're like. I think that that's the way that we are seeing it from our perspective. I think that they're just water running downhill. It finds the fastest way, and they're just attracted to power, just like. Water is attracted to low bland. And they're just I mean, the- I think they're lizards and they see us as lower on the totem pole and that we're just in the way of their total control over like all of resources and and if they have to eat and kill some of us, then so be it. I, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm really open to the idea that, A, there could be aliens or some kind of interdimensional entities or just something beyond our capability who walks among us. Um, like, I was watching this nature show when I was a real little kid. I was like 10 or so. And I forget the name of the spider, but there's a spider and it would just camouflage the way it smelled. And it would just smell like other ants and it would hang out with the other ants and occasionally it would just pick one off and have a snack. And the other ants couldn't figure it out. Yeah, like, they couldn't figure it out. And you're watching this giant spider just hang out with the ants, but he just smells like an ant. And I'm always thinking, like, what is my spider? What is the thing that I am not aware of that's, you know, my predator? Because the idea that we don't have predators, like, everything in nature has some predators. And somehow we think that we're above it all. We Like, not everything is aware of their predator. Like, if... If you're like being preyed on by tigers or lions or something like that, like you're aware of it to some degree. But there's other things, like you know what I mean. Like there's all like all sorts of weird shit in nature. Like you know something that looks like a tree, but then it fucking stabs you and eviscerates you, and you know it's just like the idea like that wouldn't pertain to people. It's just really naive to me. Uh, that is fascinating. Um, that is very fascinating. So you're saying that there are predators in every natural in every natural state. And so it's kind of crazy for us to think that we are the well, not even necessarily necessarily predators. It's almost like a weird symbiotic, like parasitic relationship. And that but do they I don't know if they exist in every single because I mean who's doing that to lions? I don't know, but I understand what you're saying, and that is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, maybe, I mean, they're taken down by bacteria or something. Yeah. I, I don't know, but, or other lions, but, 
like everything has an enemy at least. Maybe not a not not maybe not a predator, but everything has a fucking enemy. And I'm sure we have some enemies out there that we're just not aware of. And they're trying we're to the GMO most important us and... thing in the universe, Tony. We're the smartest and the only. <laughs> we're the only animal with consciousness. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know, man. That's that's interesting. I like that. Uh, and don't. <laughs> I definitely don't like it. <laughs> um, you know what I almost think is. What I almost think is, uh, and I think that you and I have talked about this before, this idea that, um, okay, so the elites definitely are talking to entities. They are talking to some form of interdimensional something or other. So I don't know what they are. You don't know what they are. But there's some kind of freaky thing that lives in between dimensions. And they're able to communicate with it somehow, in some way. And we know that they're getting marching orders from these things. Now, someone was uh, was also explaining this, and I thought this was a fascinating concept and idea, that if a, a spirit can, like, necessarily, uh, like, maybe possess a person, right? Or it can possess, or, like, you can feel, like, an evil presence on an object you know um like a cursed object or something he said that this person was talking about like why couldn't or even the concept of an ai he said what if every smartphone that we have every computer that we have every you know this whole ai thing is like there's like a spirit in each one of these this is like a uh, this is like the way that they are coming, um, becoming present in our universe. Like maybe they can't exist in this universe outside of a host. And this AI and computers are the host for these entities. And so that's like really what they're trying to do when they're trying to build this actual AI. They're trying to house one of these entities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I mean, what what is consciousness traditionally? But some kind of like we're just possessing meat, right? We're possessing proteins, and that makes sense. Yes, to we're energy. The... Yeah, we're we're energy in a physical form right now. Yeah, like what happens when people die, right? Like you, I'm sure you've seen like a dead body. Like I have. Yeah, so it's there. Like, physically, it's there. I mean, there might be something severely wrong with it, but it could just be, like, people die and their spirit's gone. And Yeah, there's think, nothing left. Yeah. I've seen a dead body, and there was, there was nothing of that person left in there. Have you they seen were gone. Anyone? Yeah, like, was... have you actually seen a person die? That I haven't. I haven't been there when the person died. You know, like, you know right away. I saw my grandfather, I was in the room when he died, and, like, you could just tell, yeah. like, and it just, the spirit goes somewhere else, but, like, that's, like, you're just no longer possessing that entity anymore, and I, I don't understand, like, I, I don't see why it wouldn't hold true that we couldn't put consciousness into machines or plastic, like, I, I, I mean, think about how complicated the human body is, 
and then you think like, well, that's it's like just going through all of the complexities of that. Our consciousness gets like a sort of perspective, but we're making really, really complicated gadgets and stuff like that. And it's only a matter of time before something conscious becomes. I've actually seen like Buddhists debate this whether or not like you can be reincarnated as an AI. So it's not just us. That's interesting. Well, because I I don't know how much I subscribe to this, but I find it an interesting concept that uh, we all do die. We all do resurrect, right? And so um, there's this idea that like we're here to have a spiritual experience. Like we're here to uh, to realize truth and to awaken and to realize something and then then we can then and only then can we move on to maybe what to like a higher realm or a higher frequency you know um and so if we can't do that it's kind of like it's almost it's really similar similar to like the simulation theory that like we are a spirit that's thrown into the matrix and we are supposed to learn important lessons and to become like enlightened. And if we don't, if we fail, we just have to repeat it. And I think that is pretty fascinating. And I do think it's bizarre, the whole concept of people that are trying to like upload their consciousness into something that is forever. When, if this is a simulation or like if, if from the Christian perspective, like God sent a spirit down and we were born into a body and we either go to heaven or we go to hell. So a higher or lower realm or frequency, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, but it, I find it also weird. The, the people that like, have you ever watched any black mirror? I've seen a couple of episodes. It really takes it out of me. So I, I couldn't get, I couldn't watch too much of it. <laughs> It's fascinating to me because you watch it and and especially when it was made, you'd watch it and then you'd be like, there's no way. But then it was also so close. It was it, that's what's creepy about it. It was like we're we're moments away. And they, I actually heard that the guys that were making it had to stop because they couldn't keep up. They're like reality keeps catching up too fast. But one, one of the episodes there is this concept of people that are like let's say this person is like a head to toe crippled or they're, they're going to die soon. They have like uh, cancer or, you know, there's something wrong with them. Right. Uh, they could upload their consciousness into this uh, like computer simulation and it was, and it was like paradise. Right. And so you could live in this computer simulation uh, that you could like, like this one lady, I think that she had been like, she'd gotten in an accident and was crippled from the neck down her entire life and now she was like pushing 80 right and she knew that she was going to die soon and so she was considering uploading herself into this consciousness but and and in this consciousness like she would live in this like nice apartment building on the beach and could go and drink and have fun and use her body again right and it it was a fascinating concept and an idea and it's and it's really a beautiful sweet idea until you think about the darkness of that and you're like you're making a decision right then and there you're like what it what because in this idea like people get too uh, wrapped up in the here and now 
they get too and too scared that this is it. But we don't know what happens when we die. And so they're like making an artificial heaven. You know, they're trying to extend this life here when this is supposed to be like a blip on the TV screen. This is supposed to be a flash in the pan. Like you're giving up true eternity. You know, it's like it's this weird idea where I, I don't know what is the true hell like. Well, this it, might this we might have already made that decision, and that's what this existence is. Maybe we're in a simulation, and we chose to be here on some level. Like I think it's really interesting that these are like the simulation theory is just another form of spirituality. And we come from such an atheistic age. Like, even if you were religious, like, 20, 30, 50 years ago, you were very materialistic. Like, you were very, like, you weren't dealing with these concepts, even if you were, like, a priest or a rabbi or whatever. Like, like it was just, like, religion was, like, about, like, this very practical reality. And we're just starting to peel the possibilities of what we can actually do or, like, or, like, or just like the nature of reality is so much weirder and stranger. And it's it's like terrifying, but then I, I don't think that we're the first people who are ever dealing with it. Other people may have like framed this in a different way. They might have used different words to describe it. They're not going to use like a computer metaphor. But well, dude, if you if you listen to if I mean if you actually read the Bible they're having a lot of different conversations than like Jesus was saying some wise words. And if you read them just a slightly differently, like he was having the same kind of conversations that we are now in a lot of different ways. And like, I, I feel like that a lot of religion has been co-opted by man and corrupted by man for control mechanisms, you know? And so I think that there's truth, like, I don't know, man. I, I actually think that Jesus was, was dealt with a lot. Well, I, I come through, I see things in a Christian perspective. So I have my own biases and my own, you know, my own like perspectives. But, but also, to, I mean, if you look into like Hinduism, they have a lot of these crazy concepts too, and Buddhism as well. Um, so it's, it's almost like there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah, I think that we're all kind of describing the same thing through our own cultural lens. And I, I, I think it's really important to have some sense of spirituality. And it, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's authentic to you and it works for you. That's one of the things I took back from um, the Sasquatch Fest that we went to, was that everyone there had some form of spirituality, very different um, from each other. But they got something that's like, like it's like a fuel that you need to get through life. Yeah, not, I, I think that is really important. And I, yeah, you absolutely need something. Like, I, and I, I know that I've heard people say this before, but like human beings were made to worship. And we were made to, to look for something bigger and more powerful than us and uh, you need, yeah, you absolutely need something. And so to me, I've never met someone more depressed and then someone that was like a philosophy major 
that was an atheist, like an atheist philosophy major that like basically saw this world as completely materialistic. Like I can't think of anyone that's more dead than someone that thinks like, we, okay, this is straight big bang. Like uh, this was cells that split and we're just here happenstance. And this, you, you know what I'm saying? That this really doesn't mean anything. We're just monkeys stuck on a rock that's flying through space there's literally nothing more depressing than that and so maybe yeah. what were we so saying yeah, like a high school or like college college professor or something i think that um atheism is a stage that you have to go through to order to because like, yeah. i think that like when you're a child you have like this childish understanding of spirituality and you have to yeah away and then it's like at some point you got to pick something up again and it may look like what you threw away or may not, but and I think Well, that... you know what's fascinating, man, is like when you're a child and you're taught about something like this, like you you're open to the possibilities when you're a child. And it's almost like because you were just connected to the spirit realm, because you're new to this earth, right? And maybe or you might say it's because you're naive. But I might say it's because you have a t closer tie to the spiritual realm. But, like, there is more blind faith in a child. Like, where if I, I was taught these things about, like, Jesus, and I was like, okay, absolutely. You know, and I, ha and I believed it, like, through and through. And then, like you said, it's like a stage of development where you start questioning everything that you learned when you were younger. And I went through a hard atheist phase. I was like, well, if I can't put God on a scale, if I can't weigh, measure, you know, see him, if I can't touch him and grab him, then how can he be real? I've just been lied to. Right? Yeah. And so you go through that. And then there's the next stage where you start to feel him with your spirit or not or whatever him is, right, for someone else you start to feel this spiritual connection to something greater than yourself. And you, you, you realize that not everything is physical and it's a different type of, and I feel like a lot of atheists are just still stuck in that second. They're still stuck in that second, like childish. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of just progression and um, like stunted development going on i think it's necessary yeah i think it's completely a necessary stage it's i think also too when you're a kid you're afraid of a lot like the fear is about a lot of things is real because you don't know what's mm -hmm. dangerous what's not you're trying to figure out how the world works and just like there's like there's just fear about a lot of things where like as an adult you just like oh like okay like i'm fine that's safe like and there's a kind of callousness with it. I don't know whether I'm safe or not. You know, <laughs> like you go drive down the street, like, are you safe? I, like, you know, but you just, you have to kind of let that go in order to be a functional adult. But then it's when you're a child, just anything, man, like a dark room, there might be monsters. And I don't know, you know, like how do What how if do you you're know? smarter then? What if there are, you know what I mean? What if you could just feel those monsters in that dark room? <laughs> I, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> We've just become blind to it. We don't see it anymore. It's the other, you know, it's the other door in the house that we don't look at.
Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to comfort a kid. Just be like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about the monsters. Like, they're real, but, you know. They won't, you know they won't what? You. Actually, kid, you're right. They're there. Yeah, <laughs> All right, good night. Love you. Yeah, we're completely fucked. I, I can't yeah. do nothing against these monsters. <laughs> yeah. They're interdimensional, so even if I tried to stop them, you know, they just jump ship. So uh, they probably want to molest you, but. <laughs> Dude, that was like my big fear when I was a when I was a kid. I swear to God, I thought a demon was going to rape me. That I, when I was a kid, I don't know why. I thought my butthole was at all times up for grabs by demons. Really, that's very specific, yeah. man. It was very specific. Like maybe somebody might say that I had some like repressed memory of being raped as a child or something, and so then I started seeing demons behind every corner that wanted to butt fuck me. I don't know. Because <laughs> that memory was really repressed if it happened, but <laughs> but either way, that was the fear that I had. And I remember as a kid, like if I thought if I did, it, like, it was something stupid, like if I didn't turn on a, a light in a room or something, that a demon might grab me or something. So I remember getting frustrated because I was like six. And I was like, I need to go in my stupid room right now. And I'm getting really pissed off about this. So I remember like just saying, fuck it. And I opened my door and I ran inside with the light off and I said, fuck you, rape me. Let's fight. Fuck you. <laughs> I started screaming at it. Like, I'm sure my mom was like, what the hell is going on? And obviously I didn't get raped by a demon. And then I was like, okay, not fine. Yet. You know, <laughs> not yet. But like, so I found that, uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell that's about or why I'm even bringing that up. But that was definitely a real as a child and I had to fight it and like somebody was telling me that that was probably some form of OCD actually like I had a lot of like strange fears and OCDs and different like things that I had to like like you know you get little like uh if you do something with one hand you have to do it with the other did you ever have any of those little like yeah 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 and so I had to like I would purposely fight him whatever it was, and then I basically cured myself of all my little dumb ticks. Yeah, I think I used to just be afraid like doors would shut and I'd be trapped. I feel, I feel like I was very mm. afraid of being trapped in rooms or like... That's a like, much more normal one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing that was going to rape you in that trapped room? No, there wasn't anything that like... <laughs> There was, like, it, would, it would just be like I would be trapped there forever or something and I couldn't get out. So Gotcha. But it's all just emotional shit. Like it doesn't matter what like you're telling yourself and the story behind it. It's just you're just feeling fear in that moment and like 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 again going back to the natural world, if you're something that's young, chances are a lot of things are trying to eat you. So we got all of this evolutionary baggage. I'm just trying to be like petrified. Like you have to be like in this a nervous wreck to make it to adulthood if you're most animals. And we're just yeah, kind of. It's... All I was all I was gonna say is that someone was saying that like because like exactly what you're saying is that like we grew up terrified of being eaten by lions and bears and you know tigers whatever, and so those were the things we are afraid of. Like even saber tooths before that or whatever. And so that, like, when we moved into cities, we didn't 
necessarily have the fear that direct fear anymore of a lion or a tiger because a lion or a tiger wasn't going to go into this big city that we had created right but we still had that natural that natural fear like that that ingrained uh uh how do you like um do you know what I'm saying? Like we still had that. And so that's where the concept of like, where we started making up things to be afraid of. That's when we started making up concepts of like werewolves and vampires and ghouls and these fairies that would come and get you. And it it was all actually like a psychological, deep inherited ancestral fear that was warranted and then when we took those things away, we still had them, like, we still had, like, uh... do you know what I'm saying? Well, you ever go to, a, like, you ever just sleep in a weird place, like, either you're camping out in the middle of nowhere, or maybe you're in, a, like, a sketchy motel somewhere, like, it's, you get that fear back, and it's like, th- there could be nothing going on, but you just, that what-if part of your brain just goes berserk, because, like, and then, like in everyday life, like I know what to basically expect and I can kind of tune a lot of stuff out and, you know, if something weird pops up, I'll give it my attention. But, but if you're in a weird place where you don't know what to expect, you just have to pay attention to every little thing. You have to be in this completely hyper aware state. And that's, I, I think that that's probably a little bit like that too. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, do you want to hear more about the New World Order and some weird bullshit? I'm sure. <laughs> I ran into this article on um, the media monarchy, media monarchy brought this up. So listen to this. This is fascinating. You give me your thoughts after I read a little bit about this, okay? Okay. So uh, the Wisconsin Senate has approved a bill last week allowing dead bodies to be dissolved in a chemical bath and disposed like sewage, then spread all over crops as bio-sludge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's, uh... Is this how you get to Soylent Green? Is this where... <laughs> yeah, that's... Um... We're gonna end up with zombies or something when you do that. Like if this was a horror movie, that's like that's the like act one. <laughs> well, dude, because those are the little things that I don't think I don't know, maybe they dissolve or not, but like like do you remember what supposed mad cow disease was? It was when you yeah. were feeding cows to cows. Right? Like yeah. they, so they started getting this like Dude, I don't know what to believe anymore. Because, like, I I read all these things when I was a kid, and it was supposed to be scary things. Zika was supposed to be scary. We were supposed to get all these microcephalic kids and stuff, and then that didn't happen. And it was probably actually tied to, uh, what the hell, like, pesticides is what someone was saying. But Yeah, yeah, clearly we were doing something. There was some cover-up, and... No, uh, it's yeah. definitely the mosquitoes that's going to make your kid's head the size of a golf ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's been <laughs> mosquitoes for a while. It like, wasn't like, Bear or Monsanto that, uh, you know, dropped a bunch of bullshit in your environment. And... Yeah, it's so weird to me that you you just think that, like, because it's a foreign place that mosquitoes, something we all deal with, is just 
doing something like that. Dude, I find it fascinating. I'm having to like relearn everything because like I wasn't hip really to conspiracy theories until like maybe two years ago. And so like I'm having to like really re-examine like like narratives that were taught to me and things that I think are just true. You know what I mean? I'm like, well, the, I was taught this and I was like, you know, like Zika or whatever, or the swine flu or whatever, you know, and then then you do some research and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, do you know that SARS was proven to be man-made and it was complete bullshit? Like, yeah. Like all, yeah. Once you learn that shit, you're like, wait, what? And wait, this is SARS-CoV-2? And wait, you know, you know what I mean? It's just... Uh, I don't know. It's fucking wild. Well, it's disorientated, but I think it's just... It makes you more aware of what you don't know, and I think that that's valuable. I mean, I think that the only thing we can know is what we don't know. So, I think that the way the propaganda works is it just tricks people into thinking they know something that they don't know. It's like, I don't know what's caused the... or You know, so much stuff. Like, so, so, so much stuff. I mean... Just and, and reading like history books, and you go on about. I mean, just rereading like Renegades history and just different times. It's a complete different take on something that I've never heard before. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, man. I actually like. I'm a proponent of revisionist history. Like, I really enjoy it. Actually, for the most part. Uh, I watched a video though today that was sort of alarming. So this is way off base, but I watched uh, a video. This is local. So we should know about it. Um, it was, this was in Cedar mills. Do you know where the hell Cedar mills is? That's by like Beaverton, right? Uh, yeah. I, I know Cedar Hills is like a chunk of Beaverton, but Cedar mills is a different part. And is that closer to Tigard or not? I don't know. Anyways. I'm not sure exactly. Neither the fuck do I. And I technically live in Beaverton. I Well, sort of. I live in an offshoot that's considered Beaverton, so I should know, but I don't fucking know. Uh, but long story short, there it was, a, it was like a teacher Zoom call, right? And it was all these different teachers talking to each other, and it was this lady who, she looked white to me, but I guess she had like a drop of black in her, and she had her head wrapped up in like a dashiki or something. And she was like telling everyone in this group, look, you need to get on board with this woke shit. If you don't, you're going to find yourself quickly eliminated. You're going to find yourself. Uh, what was the specific wording that she used? You're going to find yourself. Uh, essentially what she was saying is like, like if you don't, you, you're going to find yourself, you're going to make yourself irrelevant. And she says that like we're becoming more and more diverse and we're going to start teaching this like woke bullshit and you better jump on. And I know that there's a lot of white teachers here. And she says, and I know you don't think you're racist, but you are. And you better like, it, essentially she was like, hold them hostage. She says, if you don't adopt this ideology, you're all going to get fired. And she says, I can't do it yet because the school district isn't on board yet. But then she like named th 
three different groups, like this ADA and this something or other and whatever. I don't know what the fuck they were. And the, she was like, they're all on board and we're all working actively to do this and take the school district over. I was like, holy shit. And, and so as much as I like revisionist history, like this whole, um, what is it, the project? Do you know what I'm talking about? The 1619. Or- yeah, the 1619 project. Like, I, I maybe I should actually look at the 1619 project because maybe it's good, but I don't think it's good. <laughs> I don't think anything woke is good. Like, I don't know anything. Well, I just have like there's probably something there, and I'm probably I'm probably overgeneralizing, but it just seems like it doesn't. It just seems like a tactic to divide us all. I think so, man. Oh, tell me what you're going to say. Well, especially if you're pushing diversity, which, I mean, people are just becoming more and more ethnically diverse. And, like, that's kind of what we do as a country. We just take people in from everywhere. That's, we're probably the, one of the more diverse nations in the world. I mean, we, I think we, we are, dude. Dude, I was so excited about that. I, like, I have no problem with that. Like, I thought it was exciting to be a melting pot. I thought that we would be able to share each other's cultures and we'd be able to like share traditions and ideas and we could share food and, you know, and like clothes and like, you know, and traditions and, you know, dances. And like, dude, I, like I had a bunch of friends growing up that were Hmong. Uh, that's a little, I don't know if you're familiar with Hmong people. Uh, Not too they're, much. they're uh, little folks that lived in the mountains in Vietnam and Cambodia. Yeah. But there was a whole bunch in my hometown. So I got to know some Hmong people. Uh, there was a whole bunch of Portuguese people. Like, to, to me, it was so much fun hanging out with people that I didn't fucking know shit about. Like, right now, I, I, anyways, long story short, this woke bullshit, they, with this whole like cultural appropriation thing where like, if you're white, you can't cook tacos. You remember those broads that owned a taco shop? Two white girls owned a taco shop in Portland. And yeah, they got yeah. canceled. They got run out of town. Yeah, yeah. Like, like of all the problems that we're having here, like, yeah, it's a, it's absurd. It's, it's definitely just there to divide us. I think that it's, I think it's 100% planted by some enemy we have. So CIA. <clears throat> CIA. Or like or someone else's CIA, whatever that was. <laughs> Mossad. Some some intelligent group. The that, Chinese version, whatever they are. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe someone that we don't even know of. Like we might just be like these other fucking enti- like corporate entities or something. So I think that this is where like libertarian can come in because a lot of people are pointing out to um they're talking about was it when like everyone's kind like high trust societies because like if people have like a certain amount of not not conformity what is it when everyone's kind of like homogeneity so mm-hmm. when when a culture is like a homogenic everyone kind of knows what to expect from one another and they can just kind of function in this like more seamlessly and they do have a point but also, like, hey, it's not our reality. Like, we just got a lot of different cultures here, and there's not much we can really do about it. And also, like, you might as well, like, you might as well use that as an advantage. There are advantages of having a lot of different cultures, like you said. Like, we get to like 
trade ideas and like do cool shit. But I think the one thing that you really have to have is some version of like the non-aggression principle, some version of don't initiate violence, don't attack people, be violent, don't take this stuff, don't be fraudulent. And as long as you got that bare minimum, then like everything else will kind of work itself out. Like not say like everyone's going to get along and mix together. People will still kind of hang out with each other, but people can kind of go and do stuff with each like people can like we can function together as a culture and we need that so bad like that's the thing like we don't need to all be in the same culture to have that we just all need to agree like okay we're not going to attack each other that's like we're not going to like take each other's shit mm-hmm. well I think the scary thing for me thinking about that is like I'm a beaner I'm brown. So by this like weird hierarchy, at least I'm not a straight white male, right? Because you guys are on the bottom of this totem pole. I don't know how oh, you guys got shafted uh, hard. <laughs> you guys got shafted hard. You're real screwed. Then I guess next I would be... Like when... What were we saying? I always, I always like when people are going, well, you had it good for so long. Like, like you know, yeah. because someone who looked like me a hundred years ago, like, oh, that's good. You know? Like, well, dude, to me, that always pissed me off, too. It's like, they're talking about, like, white males. You guys had it so good. You guys conquered the world. You guys enjoyed all these riches. And you're like, I maybe the king did. And, like, some of his, like, fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, some of his, like, royalty and some of the, like, rich landlords and stuff. But I was like, 98% of the white guys were what? Were like, yeah, just toiling. Yeah, you were like working as like a beaten potato farmer, and at any time they could just come and like rape your wife and enlist you in an army and make you go fight and kill and die. And you were just expendable. Like, like, <laughs> let's just say, like, your great grandfather was like super rich, had a fucking like what out, like had servants, had like 10 houses, and now you're homeless. You just go, well, you know. E- people of your lineage have it so good. Like, you know, it doesn't help you out. It doesn't fucking well, matter. <laughs> it's this bizarre idea of, like, collective punishment. Like, I was like, should I go punch the nearest Muslim I see because of 9-11? I mean, even though George Bush did it. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, I like, any one of them would be like, no! You can't do that. That's evil. And I was like, okay, but why do you hate white guys then now you're trying to find some kind of standard that we can use to base our behavior on that's that's no good that's no good yeah you, you what have... i was gonna say is like my son like i live in like a small pretty uh poor school district mostly hispanic and white trash and i fit in great because I'm both Hispanic, Hispanic and white trash. And my son was going to school. And this was when he was like in fifth grade. His teacher would single him and a couple of his friends out. And would make them kind of like have to acknowledge their white cis male privilege and shit in class before they would do things. And I was like, are you fucking serious? 
Like, that's fucked. That's fucked. And I was like, this was, okay, so this was like a couple of years ago, and they were doing this. And then I'm hearing that school district lady saying that to the rest of those teachers, like, you're all going to do this? All of you are going to get on board. She basically was, like, telling all of those teachers, she was, like, looking at them and saying, like, I know some of you guys aren't on board with this yet, but if you don't, you're going to be on the wrong side of history, and I'm going to make sure that you're all fired. Imagine, like, <laughs> imagine being an adult and you're in a room full of kids and abusing your authority. What, what, like, f- fuck her. Like, she has no authority. Like, oh my god. I, I hope the kids fucking rebel. I mean, I'm going for like a not Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Flies. I want a Lord of the Flies situation. Dude, I find it wild though that like conservatives were fighting for the schools to be back open. And I'm like, you're sending your kids there. They're going to be the ones reporting you and sending you on a train when you're older. Yeah. Yeah. If we learned anything from Maoism. That's how it starts. Dude, you, you're literally sending your kids to this indoctrination camp. They're going to turn your ass in later. Well, and it's also that's how this, this is going. Like, this isn't something where you're like, oh, okay, like, generally it's pretty good. I disagree with some some kind of things that they're doing. But, you know, it's like, it's not up for me to basically make sure the kids have, like, just my perspective. Like, you want them to have other perspectives, even other perspectives that you disagree with. But this is just fucking, like, this is just device. Have you known one person that got, like, became a better person because they found social justice? No, man. No, I actually had a good friend that was like, anyways, a good friend that considered himself a classical liberal, a really fair, smart, intelligent guy, went woke, got into some social justice scenes, um, and it's just kind of turned into a violent person. Yeah. Like physically violent or just... Physically, yeah. yeah. He sees Nazis around every corner wants to punch people. Like, what do you think it is? Because I think part of it is just, like, like, going back to the spiritual theme, I think that if you're not of, like, I mean, I don't I don't like to use, like, word, like, high vibration or whatever, but for, like, a lack of a better term, like, people who are just kind of stuck in whatever funk they have, like, they, like they seem to be really susceptible, like, like, if you're happy and you just see this stuff, like, it just, like, because it's, like, logically, it doesn't make sense. And it's not like people are dumb. Like, I've known really smart people who got caught up in this stuff. People way smarter than me. And it just seems so dumb. Like, we have to, like, not be, you know, like, you have to acknowledge some privilege. It's just collectivism. Like, it just, I have to judge you not based upon your actions, but, like, the actions of everyone else, like, around you who share a certain trait. Like, that's absurd. Well, I think the thing that scares me, uh, well, it does and doesn't, because, like, there's not a fucking chance I'm sending this new baby to a public school. This baby will never, for one second, put a pinky toe inside of a government indoctrination camp. Over my dead body. 
that the second. Is... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, tell me. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, so that's like the thing that gives me the most amount of hope right now is so many people are seeing the schools for what they are and they're just taking their kids out. And I'm like, that's fucking good. Yeah, it's fucking good. That, dude, to me, that was the one positive thing that happened over this bullshit is so many kids got pulled out of school. And then so many kids, dude, I thought this was fucking genius. So many kids, um, they would just turn their camera off because, like, they weren't allowed to force them to. And so they would just turn their camera off, at, like, even during the Zoom sessions. And they'd just be sitting there, like, I don't know, like, watching porn or, like, <laughs> or you know what I mean? Or <laughs> just playing yeah. video games or twiddling their thumbs or, do, you know. behaviors, yes. Yeah, you know, whatever. All of those are more positive than whatever that teacher is trying to teach them. Yeah, yeah. And, and um I even heard this which I thought was fan fucking tastic. There's a group of kids that realized that if you uh put in the wrong password into like the Zoom session or whatever whatever program they were using, if you kept putting in the wrong password, it would lock you out and then they couldn't reset it. And so they'd be like, oh, oops, sorry. I can't do it. Oh, that's awesome. That is so fucking awesome. And I, I, love, yeah. the, I, I love just stealing resources from the sons of bitches. Like, mm-hmm. like, just fucking make them do extra work. Waste their time. Exactly. Frustrate them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, it's, it's so absurd that we're paying money to teach kids how to fucking just be non-functional like you don't need to learn how to hate each other you don't need to learn racism like it's so funny because like okay so i'm from an age where people like the thing that i got was like people would say racism is taught it's not learned now okay like there's some studies that show babies can kind of tell race and they got preferences and there's some kind of there is some biological basis for it, but not much. And at the end of the day, like, like you just like I think that people overemphasize the importance of that. Like, like you just have friends. Like when you're an adult, like you don't judge people by like some kind of innate like baby like sense. So to learn racism, and it's a form of collectivism. It's a form of low resolution. Th- thinking where you just see one person and go well, I don't have to get to know that one person because I just know this group and he's part of this group and that's all I need to know but you're mm-hmm. teaching fucking racism again to kids and it's just like it's so okay like it's like not only okay but it's something that like if you don't do it you're the Nazi mm-hmm. no it's fascinating because like I was, I mean, I was actually, I was like talking to someone that I know and I was telling them, I was making them very uncomfortable because they're like, they're on the left liberal side. And I was just having this conversation with them. I was like, like, I might be a beaner, but my wife is white as fuck. Like my wife is as white as it comes. She's like Danish and a little bit of Scottish, you know, some shit like that. Every kind of white you can imagine. But there's a good chance our kid's going to come out looking white as fuck. 
And I was just saying, I was like, and we're having a boy. So we're, we're going to have a little boy, a little white boy. This child is going to come out being what? You know, it was like, I was like, we're having a child. We're having, we're making a little white boy. And it was like this, if because of the mel- melanin in his skin or lack of melanin, he's going to be looked at like these kids right now in school are being taught that he's some sort of oppressor he's some sort of evil he's some sort of sexist misogynist patriarchal xenophobic monster he's a fucking baby and I was trying to explain that to my friend because my friend he's, he's a mick he's Irish his wife is German and Irish. Their kid is fucking a toehead with little blue eyes. And I was like, your kid is going to have a lot of apologizing to do. You know, because, like, he's he's not totally woke, but he's, like, half woke. And, like, I just keep dropping hard red pills on him. And I'm like, how, how are you going to feel about that? Uh, you know, do you want your kid to feel, like, collective, like, guilt? Does he have something to apologize for? What are you going to do when, and then I explained to him about like my son having to like acknowledge his white privilege and shit. I was like, what are you, how are you going to feel about that when it's your kid? And then he just gets real quiet and starts like over there contemplating. <laughs> like, I don't, I hope I don't like turn him hard right or something because I'm dropping these like, but dude, it's like, think about it. Like, put your child in that situation. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Dude, but some of these people are so nuts that they that they're okay with it. Like I remember reading an article from this feminist that had a child that she said, like, I have to acknowledge that like maybe my son could be a rapist because he is a man. Because she's like she hates men so much. Like, and her child is like 15, and she's like, he is a really good boy. He's very uh, compassionate and this and that and all this other things but like but what if he turned into the man that hurt me and you're just like I, I don't fucking know dude but it, these people are fucking crazy yeah they're too bought into their own bullshit I mean okay so we were talking about like the whole like, Abraham thing last week and like one of the first things is like there's a story where like Abraham is ready to like sacrifice his kid for God and you know at some point he doesn't and I think that that is so like such a good lesson to learn just because people do like they will sacrifice their own fucking kid for some bullshit ideology which doesn't even fucking make sense like what do you gain from this like and by your own fucking logic if you think all white people are bad and you're a white person then Clearly, maybe that belief is stemming from your own white. Like, you know, it's. Dude, okay, this thought has come to my head a few times in, in my life. If, if you don't have kids, I don't think you should be in charge of anything. I don't think you, well, first of all, I don't believe in government, right? But yeah. I look at something like Angela Merkel. That bitch don't have kids. And she makes these weird fucking decisions. You don't have any skin in the game. Like, I don't think that, like, what do you have? What are you thinking about the next generation? 
You know, like the decisions that you're making right now, like I, I think about this a lot, like where these psychopaths that are putting like nanoparticles into the water that are going to affect our water systems forever and or they know that there's these hormones that are coming out of or these synthetic hormones that are coming from plastic that are now infecting the water systems and food systems and are now like shrinking penises and testicles and like now making people less, you know, fertile. And then they're talking about like pumping all this shit into the air and into the sky, trying to block out the sun and all these things that are so anti-life. And I'm like, don't, if you have to live here too. Right? Like, or what the fuck is going on? Like, Bill Gates has three kids, I think, doesn't he? Or he has a daughter or something? I think he has three kids. I I, I heard a rumor that he didn't vaccinate his kids, but I don't know whether that's true or not. So That's fascinating. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't want to, like, go on any kind of record on that one. But, yeah, I think we just need to stop giving these people power. And I think that I, I hope what comes out of this, I feel like there is this like burgeoning liberty movement that's coming up where people are like, we've given way too much power away. Like, we need to take some of this shit back. Like, however you choose to do that, because, yeah, like, we're getting to the point where people are trying to block out the sun and put nanoparticles in people and potentially patent life. Like, this is like th- there's no good third act here this doesn't get better like you're not going to usher in the utopia where everything's perfect no you're not i'm trying to find this quote uh this is from larkin rose i'm trying to f- i can pull up this quote let me find it but i thought this was fascinating because what you said about like we need to quit giving these people power um let me see if I can pull that quote up. But keep talking in the meantime. Yeah, yeah. Lock and Rose. I mean, I think he just nails it. It's just like you don't like authority is just like this thing that you believe that people have. And then you do these awful things because you believe that this person has some kind of more. They, you think that that person will absorb your bad deeds. And that's like not the way it works. You will do these terrible things under someone else's authority, but you will pay the comic price for that. You'll reap, the world will reap whatever results will happen from that results. I mean, it's a, it's a hard lesson to learn and it does seem very unfair, but I think just knowing that going into it. Yeah, I like Larkin, Larkin Rose a lot. I, I've heard some people shitting on him recently and I don't really know why. I think that they're just dickheads. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I, I, no matter like where you fall, I feel like that's like there's something you could gain from his perspective. Well, that's the whole thing is that like lately people have just been like, I I feel like they've lost the concept of like chewing the meat and spitting out the bones. Like I feel like I've I've learned a lot actually by reading like Lenin. I've learned a lot actually by reading a little bit of Mao and like I. I haven't read any Hitler, but I was actually considering reading it. But I like every time I think about reading Hitler, because I'm really actually fascinated. I want to read Mein Kampf, but I don't. But every time I think about it, I'm like, I don't want to get put on the list by looking it up on my phone and trying to find it. Like whatever that list is, I don't want to be put on that list. I know I'm on a hundred other lists already. 
but but you don't want to be on that list. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time before they go through your search history and be like, oh, you searched for this thing, and therefore you're a bad person. Like, like no, I'm trying to explore these ideas so I understand them, so we don't fall sway to them. But you know, oh, dude, yeah, no, I'm already on their list for sure. Because like, <laughs> um, no, I read the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. Holy shit, that's a fucked up book. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you ever heard of that? I heard of it. I've like, but I've never read it. I don't even know. That's like way back. Like that's like the nineteen twenties or something, right? Uh huh. Well, I mean, so is uh, Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf was like from I think was in the twenties. Uh, but I think Protocols of the Elders of Zion was even before that. That might have been like the nineteen tens or something. It was like before World War One. It was it was bullshit propaganda, like fake shit. It was put out by the Russian, like, czarists that were, like, trying to paint Jews as, like, these evil, crazy bastards, and they did a fantastic job. They wrote it from the perspective of this is, of being, uh, so it was written in the in the uh, in the first person of a group of rabbis who were letting their secrets out. This is their protocols, and they're like, and this is how we're gonna take over the world. (laughs) And you're like, dude, and but like I listened to an audiobook, and it was like from some white nationalist that was like reading it, and like so like every time he would say something like, and then Jews did this, and then he he would make some comment, he'd be like, "Uh uh-huh, see. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, dude, it was so fucking ridiculous because I was laughing at that. that was... Oh, now dude. I kind of want to like make a protocol of the <laughs> patriarchy book, dude. You should, or protocol of the of the statist of like, or protocol of Bill Gates. Like, yeah, somebody needs to write a book. Well, it's just, uh, like, it, it's just like the social justice of the day. It's just trying to marginalize, like, just divide people up and get them to fight and then once they get to fight you don't have to fight them you just come in and take their resources yeah like, it's so dumb it's so fucking dumb that we keep on falling for this shit and these fucking people who like these self-righteous assholes who just fucking love the smell of their own shit go in there and they make and they just you have to fight them and you have to like walls up you and they just suck all your energy like we could be so yeah. much, we we would have like anti gravity solar powered bongs and whatnot if it weren't for these assholes. <laughs> uh, my son would appreciate that. I don't know why a solar powered <laughs> bong is a good idea. But... Uh, okay, so I found that quote. If you want me to read it to you, yeah. this is from this is from Larkin Rose, and this was back from what you said. We need to quit giving these psychopaths power. So this is a quote. It said, I'm not scared of the Maos and Stalins and Hitlers. I'm scared of the thousands of millions of people that hallucinate them to be authority. authority. And so do their bidding and pay for their empires and carry out their orders. I don't care if there's one loony with a stupid mustache. He's not a Whose dog is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll start over. I'm not scared of the Mao Stalins and Hit Mao Stalins and Hitlers. I'm scared of the thousands of millions of people that hallucinate them to be authority. 
and so do their bidding and pay for their empires and carry out their orders. I don't care if there's one loony with a mustache. He's not a threat if people do not believe him in authority. Well, that's it. And if we stop, uh, and I like the way he uses hallucinate, because I think that's what it is. We get put under a spell and we go, oh, this person has this authority. And at some point, it's going to be like, no, I'm not doing that. And I, like, yeah, this book is, this is called the, the most dangerous superstition. Yeah, yeah, I read some of it. And it's, um, yeah, it really is interesting that you would put a, like, authority, a belief in authority down as a superstition. And, like, when, he, like, he's right. It is. Mm-hmm. Why does this person have power? Because you give him power, because you believe he does. He dresses a certain way, he went through a certain ritual. It doesn't fucking matter. It is fucking crazy that we give, we, the United States is an illusion. It does not exist. The United States government does not exist. Unless we all collectively believe it does. And in that way, is it kind of like a tulpa? You know, is it this monster that is created through, you know, like, our consciousness and our belief? Because that's the way I see it. And it becomes this weird tulpa that just decimates the Middle East, the third world countries, and does... You know, you know what I'm saying? It's this weird collective monster. Yeah, we need to feed it less, for sure. We overfeed nationalities. Um... When people hear about bills that they disagree with, and it's like very unpopular, people just accept it. Like, I don't see people get up in arms anymore. People aren't like calling their congressmen. People aren't like... People need to be going to their mayor's house armed to the tits. Or just basic civil disobedience. If I mean, it requires a little bit of organizing to be effective, but a bunch of people are just like, we're not doing this. They really can't do anything past a certain number. Like, if you don't want to do something and you're kind of by yourself, like, you might get away because they might not catch you. And then if you get a little bit bigger, then, like, you're in this danger zone. But if you reach a critical mass, then it's like, we can do this. Like, we don't, like, maybe we shouldn't pay property taxes that fund indoctrination camps. I don't want to do that. Dude, to me, property taxes are the most evil. It's like... I feel it's income taxes, but okay. Income taxes, too. But uh, they're both awful. But it's like, you bought this property, and but it's never really yours. It's like, this is yours, and like you're responsible for it, and no one else will do anything to help take care of it. And you're, you know what I mean? It's your property, kind of. But then they put all these... It's like the government will never actually give you any sort of real autonomy. They have all these rules about what you can or can't do on your own property. I was so fucking angry when someone told me that you can't build a fence that's uh, taller than six feet. Did you know that? Um, no. I mean, that seems like a bullshit law. Why? Because, I don't know, because what, what are you doing in your backyard? They want to know, I think, or something. I was like, 
What do you mean I can't? I want to build a twenty foot fence. Fuck you. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, go fuck yourself. You don't get to tell me how tall my fence can be. All right. Yes, uh, they actually do, and they'll come tear your fence down or take your property away or fine you up the ass. It's you know, fucking, it's like infantile. <laughs> it's fucking infantile to tell people that you can't have a fence. Well, I was having a conversation with someone today and they were talking about like uh, it was a lady that was cutting my hair and she's like, everything is almost back to normal. Uh, She was all fucking stoked because restaurants were open again and stuff. And and I was like, you know, we're adults and we can fucking make decisions for ourselves, right? Like I was like, especially now, okay? So the vaccine is out, right? You're vaccinated? She's like, yes. And I was like, like okay, I was like, then shouldn't everyone be able to make that decision for themselves? Like, why the fuck? Why on earth should we ever have closed those restaurants? Like, and she just didn't have an answer. It, it's just it's fucked in this. Like, why are why is the government allowed to tell us we have to close close our business? Like, because we believe it. I mean, the most because we believe it. That's what it is. We give these fucks that power. Yeah, the most disheartening part about all of this to me is that, like you said, like they're waiting for someone to give them permission to go back to normal. They're, they're waiting for permission. At mm-hmm. one point, you just go, fuck it, I'm doing this. Like, we're not going to just sit here and wait. Like, like old man fucking Biden over here telling us, like, oh, maybe if we get all vaccinated, I can go and hang out with your grandma with a plastic bag over both our heads. And one other person who's dead, but there's a say like, like fuck you. You don't get to make this call. Like you, you don't get to say this for other people. If they want to do that, fine. If they don't, fine. Did you do you know anybody that like? Because I know a couple people that took this so serious that they're just now coming out of their houses. Uh, not directly, but I've got friends, a friend like that type of thing, and yeah, I. I've, it doesn't sound healthy at all. It seems very, um, I don't like, even like, like it, it, it exposed some kind of underlying issues they were having. And just there's like, whatever, like psychological harm that was done, it's almost kind of like, well, something else is going to come along and knock you for a loop too. I mean, like, I don't understand how at this point you can walk. I mean, people are still fucking masking their kids. And I feel bad because I'm walking by them completely unmasked. And it's like, how can you watch like, like the fucking NHL game to happen in these fucking packed fucking ranks? If you ever go to an ice rink, they're kind of cool. It's a perfect spreading ground for COVID. You know, that cool, dry, whatever it is. Yeah. Nothing, right? They're perfect. They're fucking safe. Uh, so I guess my question is this, okay? What the fuck is going on in India? I don't know. Because people supposedly are dying left and right in India. Like there's a hundred or a thousand people dead a day or some fucking horrible number I heard. And then I was watching this video of people getting like dead bodies getting loaded into vans and getting driven away and people dressed up in like full on hazmat kind of basically like scary what was videos coming out of China in the early times, right? And I'm like, 
whatever the fuck is going on in India right now ha- is n- has nothing to do with going some- what's going on here. Like, that's not the same thing. They're calling it the same thing, but I don't buy it. Yeah, and even to say, like, I, I wouldn't even say, like, it's even happening. Like, I don't trust that it's even happening. If it is happening, they, they probably... You might be right. ...something to people. Well, and that might be right, because... Dude, in the worst case scenario, like when this was at its height in America, it wasn't that bad. No. It wasn't that fucking bad. Now, here's the other thing is like I've heard I've had people explain to me that like in in Africa, when they were having those like outbreaks of Ebola, right? Every single fucking time you can look. Okay, I don't know this. I actually have to look. But they were saying this. So I'm saying something that I can't... Okay, there you go. So I don't know that. But they were saying... um, You can look at the map. Every single one of these Ebola outbreaks that would happen were, like, within a mile of one of these, like, C3 labs or whatever. Where these, like, crazy fucking fucked up labs in, uh, in Africa... So, like, in the Congo where this was happening and stuff, it was right by one of those, like, crazy fucking experimental fucked up labs. And they were saying that this was, like, on purpose. They were, like, fucking with people. They were, or not necessarily fucking with people, like, experimenting and seeing what it would do. Or they're just fucking sloppy with protocols and shit. Um, like, like, now we're okay say this might have had, like, COVID might have came from this Wuhan lab. And maybe they just fucking fucked something up and, like, something got out. Well, that's entirely possible. I think that that's entirely possible. But, uh, so half of me says, yes, human error. The other half of me says that this was something more sinister. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It could be either way. I just, Whatever it is, it's not what it. It's yeah, uh, yeah. It's really hard to believe that this is the COVID that's like you know, like barely fucking making a dent. Like it's just basically kind of killing off who people that would already be susceptible to dying from something else. So it's um. Well, so. I was always in the camp of trying to explain things away as far as like human ignorance and stupidity and like, oh, this was probably malfeasance. Oh, this was probably a leak. And oops, yep, fucked up protocol. And then I learned, I like listened to uh, like a fucking hour long history of how the United States government tested. Uh, radiation on people purposely and I was like and, and how willing they were to test it on people unknowingly, unwillingly just to see what would happen and I was like how easily could this be explained away as oops like I, to me it like blackpilled me in a way that I was like the government is so fucking capable of this and so will like not even capable, like willing and like wanting to know what happens to the human body 
by introducing X that I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's definitely what was happening. Well, and here's another fucked up part. Not everyone, but I bet you a lot of the people doing all of this shit, they think they're doing good work. I bet you they're going home going, we're going to cure this, whatever it is they're trying to cure. We're not going to have people die from this anymore. We're going to save millions of lives. And yeah, we got to crack a couple of eggs to do it. Like, that's the, I think that's the fucked up part. Well, that's where I said, like, these people are lizards and they see us as less. They see us as, like, they, they see us as expendable. Yeah, just a couple of brown people, some Indians, like, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, what if they're testing the next, the, whatever the next pandemic is? Because, like, we know that they're going to roll something else out. What if they're testing, they're getting their first jollies off in India? Because, dude, that's where they really test a lot of this stuff. Like, the Gardasil vaccine and said all that shit was tested in India and orphanages and things like that before it ever came to the United States. And people died. Little girls died in their testing of their, their new vaccine. They didn't have to get the permissions from the kids because they went to the government and said, hey, we're going to try this out on these kids. And someone was also explaining to me recently that like, dude, in mental hospitals and in like prison populations and in just like different different places, a lot of these people just get like like kind of talked into it. Like, I, the, do you know that prisoners right now uh, in, was it Georgia? I think it was in Georgia. They're going to give you a half sentence. They're going to cut your sentence in half if you take the COVID vaccine. I mean, oh, damn, man. Like, if you look at some serious <sighs> jail time, I mean, I could see someone, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. But um, it's so fucking creepy. I don't know how anyone could not be creeped out by their um, kind of persuasion techniques at this point. Like, I'll send you a video that I saw, dude, recently that I I I thought was jaw dropping. I was like, my whole my first fucking comment was just like, wow, these psychopaths are getting desperate. Uh, this is in Las Vegas. Did you do you know what I'm talking about yet? No, in Vegas? I don't think In I Vegas, do. they're offering uh, free lap dances. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Dude, oh, I was like, holy shit. They're, they're going after a specific demographic here. You know what I mean? They're, like, they're, they're looking for the dirtbags that are too drunk and too high and just kind of gambling in the casinos that are just, you know what I mean, just being scuzzbags. And they're not getting their COVID backs. They're smoking. They're, you know what I mean? They're chain smoking and getting drunk off of like Natty Ice. You know, like these people. Anyways, so uh, if you watch uh, this video, and I'll send it to you after this. Um, and if anybody wants to see uh, this video specifically, actually, do you know we actually have a couple listeners, uh, which, I, which is pretty exciting. Um, we have a Twitter now. I oh, set sweet. up a yeah. I set us up a social media. It is at Reality Czars Pod. 
So okay. you can find us there. Um, I posted the video, so you can find the video on our Twitter feed. And uh, long story short, they're going to give you, they'll pick you up in a, in a limo, give you bottle service, you get free lap dances, and uh, you get like a platinum membership to the strip club if you go and if you get your COVID bags. I'm just glad my taxes aren't going to pay for schools. I'd rather pay for lap dances. Yeah. Dude, okay, but listen, there's no way that this business is doing that out of the kindness of their heart. You know no. they're getting reimbursed by the government. No. You know? <laughs> there's no fucking way that, um, there's no way that if you're enticing people this much to get a fucking shot, like, what's, what's really behind it? And the part that scares me is once they, like, once they run out of candy, you know, they're going to just, like, have the chloroform rag or something. Well, dude, that's the whole thing. It's, like, it's the carrot and stick. And right now we're just seeing a lot of carrot. Yeah, don't worry. They're shopping in the stick. Yeah. And, dude, that's the thing that worries me. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, Why because, do you want us to take it? Yeah. Well, honestly, it's like, well, and then I keep thinking, like, if if you, because uh, I, I was talking to my friend, I was like, hey, it really pays out to hold off. And I was like, there's, like, there is balance. I'll wait for that car to go by. Sorry. <laughs> and no worries, buddy. Uh, there's like a perfect, there's a sweet spot where like you hold out just long enough where you get the ultimate offers offered to you. You know what I mean? And then and then afterward, you get the stick. So I was like, I'm not going to get the fucking COVID vax. But I was like, uh, like the longer you hold out, you get put into vaccine lotteries. You get put into, you know what I mean? All this crazy fucking shit. Okay, so what do I want? Like, that's a good because I don't want a lap dance or a fucking free beer or burger or whatever fucking shit. Like, yeah, that's a like, good question. What's your price, Tony? Yeah, I, I gotta give this some thought. <laughs> I was like, I was actually thinking about that. I was like, because like I had a friend that was asking me. They're like, okay, then what would your price be if I was gonna give you a cash sum right now to get your fucking bags? What would it cost? What would it take? Well, it might not be cash. Like, I want... You know what? I want the fucking, um... The nuclear... I want, like, one of those nuclear keys. Just one. Now, what does, what does that mean for a nuclear key? So you can detonate one yourself at any time, no matter what? Well, no, no. Like, so there's two keys, and they're, like, 12 feet apart, so you need two people to, like, do it at the same time. I mean, who the fuck knows what the... Like, it might be something else entirely. But, so just, I, I get to be, like, one of the people to make that decision. That's reasonable. Doesn't seem like enough for me. <laughs> well, we should outsource this to our Twitter. I'm Yeah, I'm running a hard bargain, man. Okay. Because, dude, I don't think that even a million dollars would be enough for me to do this. No, I mean, I mean, because I don't trust it at all. It's like... It's like when you play Russian roulette with like five bullets for, or three bullets, or we don't know how many bullets, like, you know what I mean? Here's a gun. We don't know what's in the chamber, if anything. 
here's a million dollars, like, shut up your head and pull the trigger. Like, I, I, no, like, I don't, that's a... Dude, I mean, the more, I thought it might put me at ease the more that I studied what the mRNA vaccine does. Nope. No. Yeah, once you hear more about it, you're like, no, fuck that. Also, not just, like, realistically, like, if you're under 60 or so, there's really no reason why you should get, like, they're pushing this on kids who aren't going to get COVID and just that they've been fucking lying to us the whole fucking time. They they haven't given us any straight answers with anything. At what point do you just go like this is completely experimental at best? Like at best, this is an experimental medication. And at worst, like I don't even know how bad this fucking gets because it could just be a fucking eugenicist. It could just be a way to kill us all off. That I mean, that sounds crazy, but it's not necessarily. I can't just say it's not a thing. I'm not going to fucking die of COVID. Like, I know that much. They're not saying that we, like, if you say you should get some vitamin D, like, that'll get you kicked off the internet. You're not supposed to say that. To me, that is the most fucked up thing. We have, like, we have had knowledge for centuries. I don't know about centuries, but at least a century of like what makes you healthy exercise fresh air lots of water good diet some vitamins and if you say these things like you're not allowed to talk about it and if to me if the health system was worth a damn they'd at least be talking about this like there's no talk about prevention in any way shape or form and to me it almost seems like um, the people that are going to get the vaccine right now are compromising their immune system in a way that we've never seen before and they're going to get these crazy um, the cytokine storm reactions like, like uh, someone was explaining to me and I, and I heard this actually in uh, James Corbett um, he was talking about this this vaccine, or he was talking about uh, who is Bill Gates. Did you ever watch the Who is Bill Gates documentary? Yes, yes. Um, he was talking about coronavirus vaccines. Do you remember that? And when they have tried to make them in the past, what happened was like your body makes these, it actually creates really strong antibodies to coronaviruses, and it works really well except that your body freaks the fuck out so much because it makes so many antibodies or something that like uh, your body attacks itself and it creates like a cytokine storm in your body and it like actually fucks you up and makes you sick. And I feel like that's what they're literally doing to everyone. They're introducing this vaccine knowing that it's going to negatively affect and fuck these people up and they're counting on that and they're going to blame all the anti-vaxxers or people that think for themselves and say fuck you I'm not letting you put an experiment in me they're going to blame us for these new whatever like these new strains that are going to come out when it's really just their immune system 
trying to fight a normal virus that's going to be introduced. And yeah, yeah. Do, I, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, at some point, I mean, there's there's so much shady stuff, and it and, and that does like there are some evidence to point to that. Like they've done like cat studies where that happens with cats, where when they get a wild variant of the coronavirus, their bodies just like they don't have the immunity for it because they're constantly making like the spiked protein. Um, I just got a like a low battery warning, so I'm gonna. It's a good time to wrap it up, maybe. Okay. So how uh, do we? Do we have how much time do you think we got? Oh, I got a couple of minutes. I mean, we're not like you know maybe ten minutes or so. Okay. Should we talk at all about um, food stuff or no? <laughs> Should we put this off for another episode? Yeah, let's get to it next week. I feel like we've been. Um... Yeah, I want to do some more research, and I feel like I'm going to do it a disservice, anyways, because like, okay. there's so much, there's so much involved. But I, I will say this: uh, look up the Ice Age Farmer. Watch his most recent podcast, actually. Um with some guy that has a very, very French name that I would butcher. It, it, it's a doctor, blah, 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 blah. Francois something or other. Yeah. I'm very sorry, Dr. Francois something or other. I can't pronounce your name because I'm the moron, not you. Uh, but that was really fucking enlightening. Um, and just start watching for this, okay? Everyone. When you start hearing them say that we're having to throw some food away or that there are some shortages or that some farmer, just keep your fucking eyes out because this is being, um, this is, this is done on purpose, dude. This is, this is just, um, I found it or I came up with a quote. Let me see if I can find it here. Um, where the hell did I write it? Uh, look up. Okay, well, th- there's a couple things right now, as we're talking. There's a UN Food System Summit that's happening, and they're talking a lot about this shit right now. And then also look up the Food and Land Service Use Coalition. Look those fucks up. And okay, this is something that I wrote, and this is something that I got out of my research here. That large factory farms and giant agriculture were intentionally centralized. And people are being discouraged from farming so that they're easier to control. So basically, like, and then I was doing a little bit more research too. Like, they, uh, what they're trying to do right now is they're trying to, they call. I'm sorry, man. I got cut off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you sound like a robot, dog. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you really sound like a robot. All right. How about now? Yeah. Better. Okay. Okay. Um, all I was going to talk about, actually, it's not important. So, actually, we can. 
we will do a we'll do a version of this later. So let's find a good place to wrap it up and uh Yeah. I will both echoey. All right, brother. Thanks a lot. And um I'm gonna send you over that. Um what were those two things that I said I was gonna send you? Um so, uh, um it'll come to me, man. I'll think I'll I'll text you if I think of it. I can't figure it right now. Okay. All right, bud. All, All right, right man. Bye. Thanks, man. Take care.